What is up, possums? It's your boy Joe here. I'm riding with Josh and Billy. Go follow us at Offensive Points on Twitter and follow IDP guys at IDP guys. Um, guys, right now we're just going to touch on some trades that you should be making in your leagues. Josh, Billy, what's up? Dude, just excited to be here. Uh, round two or week two for us, uh, but you know, third podcast because you know we go hard. Um, but no, happy to be part of the IDP guys. Happy to be in a you know a, a environment that is just continues to grow. And I feel like I can't even keep up. I missed the meeting yesterday, and I feel bad. But I, I you know, just keep going, keep grinding, and we'll keep bringing you fancy football content like we always do. We live Cheers. it, so you can win it. Oh, there it is. Joe's catchphrase. Um, um, all right, before we get into the trade targets, let's just talk about a, like a smidge of news. Just because this story that happened today was just so bizarre that I feel like we need to talk about it for a minute. So basically what happened was the Bills couldn't get a 12th man off the field last night. And so because of that, they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. Had that 12th man not been on the field, Denver misses that kick. The coaching staff is intact, but instead the penalty happens on special teams and they fire the offensive coordinator for it. So just hot off the press, what are your guys' thoughts on Ken Dorsey no longer being a part of the Bills organization? Yeah, I feel I... like Ken Dorsey was like that guy in the office that everyone wanted to get rid of anyway, and then this loss was just so bad and they were just like, all right, someone's getting the can for this, and it was Ken Dorsey. Yeah, I, I don't mean, he needed to go. I, I don't even I don't even know about his politics or his football style or his anything. But like, how are we going to blame Josh Allen throwing ridiculous interceptions and uh, James Cook and everybody else just dropping the football? Josh Allen as well, just dropping the football on the ground. How is that his fault? Like the play calling wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, Diggs didn't get involved really heavily on that Monday night game. But like at the same time, like that's only his fault. Like the, they lost that game strictly because of him, not because of Josh Allen. I understand you're not going to go out and fire Josh Allen, but was this just like, like, like Joe said, this just seems like a scapegoat. It seems like Johnny from the office that people are just fucking tired of seeing around the water cooler. Like not even because he That'd said be anything. Rough. He's just one of those guys that like people just don't like, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it personally. I, like I said, I don't know much about him personally uh, and his coaching style, but like, I don't feel like this was his fault. I feel like this was a scapegoat situation. Well, so Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers for the past three seasons. If you combine all three seasons, he leads the league. Um, I think they thought they had coached most of that out of him by this point, but he's it, kind of just backsliding back into the Josh Allen he was when he first got into the league. I don't know what more Ken Dorsey could do for him. They have Stefan Diggs. He's a premier wide receiver. They have Dalton Kincaid, a very good emerging tight end. Um, both, um, most of the weapons on the team, Gabe Davis, Shakir, James Cook, Latavius, like all these aren't bad weapons. I don't really know what, what more you could add to that. And if you're going to call it the scheme, like I just, I just don't think there's a scheme problem here. I, I don't know. This was a very bizarre, uh, choice to be made, but he clearly isn't liked by the, you know, ownership apparently. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, other news uh, and just, you know, not being liked, uh, Jack Jones for the Patriots. Uh, I know he has had off the field issues, but I just found Bill Belichick's uh, presser very entertaining. Was it off the field issues or was it on the field? 
Yeah, I think it's just time best that we move on. Like just like I, I, either he knows something that we don't know at this point or he just does not like Jack Jones. And he's just like, no, he's he's gone. And like Jack Jones looked amazing last year. So it's kind of shocking to see him just be cut. And I, I actually was looking for news. To see, I don't know when he's off the waiver wire, but I saw someone got picked up today on the waivers. Raider, Raiders got him. The Raiders got him. Oh, dude, yeah. that's a steal, dude. Like I, I, I don't like I said, off the field issues. And I just said that's kind of just chimes perfectly for the Raiders to have some off the fields issues. I was actually kind of hoping the Eagles would get them. I think that just kind of means the Meek Robertson uh, experiment in Vegas is over and uh, probably got him for one more week, but that's about it. For sure. Um, all right. One more thing. And the, just because you mentioned Bill Belichick, did you all see the uh, Zoom camera? Well, it wasn't Zoom. It was like a, a ring doorbell footage of him leaving a girl's house in the middle of the night, Bill Belichick, shirtless, walking out of somebody's house at 3 a.m. Nope. It was just immaculate footage. I suggest any listeners out there, if you're driving, please do not do this right now, but I suggest just Googling or looking up on Twitter, Bill Belichick uh, doorbell cam footage or something, and you will see a shirtless Bill Belichick leaving somebody's house at 3 a.m. shirtless, and it is an amazing I feel like shirtless is never a good way to leave someone else's house. You know, I feel like, like where was the shirt? Or you were drunk, or you know, like what happened there? I, I, I just cold. You know, not you know, just to stick to our true to our name offensive points here, offensive points. Uh, like how wild was that sex where Bill Belichick couldn't find a shirt afterwards? Like I just assume he's an old man. He's probably taking it off gingerly. You know what I mean? Or like, do you think the girl was just like, no, you cannot have this back. Like, I want this. This is my. Maybe my she's present. wearing it. That could be a possibility. She slept, she slept in it. Yeah. Fair, but like, I just, I, I'm trying to, I just like to think of him vigorously ripping his shirt off and not knowing where it went. That's I what, can't see him doing anything vigorously. No, that's I mean, and I assume by looking at his hoodies that he would just like throw it in the corner behind a lamp or something and never see it again. Also, know? I want to see the footage of him walking in because if it was one of his like cut off hoodie shirts, that's that that's money right there she was yeah. she was smart to keep it that shit's on ebay right now 100 well, now that we have that image firmly planted in everyone's <laughs> mind going into this uh episode let's talk about trade targets so gentlemen we were tasked with coming up with a couple of trade targets each to each um the trade deadline for most leagues is coming up if it's not next like this week it's like right after thanksgiving so we just want to kind of give out a couple of targets that you can try to go get right now or just start talking to your buddies, start talking to your league mates and seeing maybe if you can pry some of these people off because this will lead you to your championship. So that being well, said, promise land. Josh, get us started. Let's go ahead and get started uh, with who who's kind, a guy who's kind of been underwhelming. I think a lot of people this year has had a lot of uh, gripe with this guy, gripe or however you pronounce that word. Uh, but it's Joe Mixon um, actually having a pretty solid fantasy football year, but it doesn't look like it on paper, or at least it doesn't feel like it for those managers. Uh, last three games, of course, he's gotten a touchdown, but the numbers are not great. Uh, I will say against San Francisco, having five yards per carry is phenomenal. Uh, the passing game really hasn't been there. But the thing about Joe Mixon is and it's not that he's going to turn up later. Uh, in the season, like he's a grinder in those cold weather games or anything. If anything, he's probably going to have a bad game against Baltimore this week. Uh, I don't know when your trade deadline is, but I assume it's coming up very shortly. Uh, but the the future looks bright for him. Minnesota, Pittsburgh, KC, and what is appears to be probably the fantasy championships for you guys. 
so it's not like the best schedule. It's just Mixon is the only running back on this team. And that's simply why I'm going to try to trade for him. I don't think anyone is looking at Joe Mixon like, holy shit, I need him on my team. I don't think anyone that has Joe Mixon is like, I really want to keep him on my team. I think you can go out there and offer a Najee Harris or, uh, you know, Kyron Williams, if he comes back healthy here. Um, I mean, there's a lot of running backs that are in that mid tier. And I'm not saying that either of those players are, are worse or better than Joe Mixon. I'm just saying, I feel like Joe Mixon is going to give you consistent fancy numbers. And some of those running backs out there have not. And some people that you have on your team right now, you're kind of getting fed up with Bijan getting one point or 18 points or 20 points. Mixon's been out here getting 13, 17. Yeah, sure. He's had a couple sixes and sevens in there, but I just think Joe Mixon for the long haul, and just no competition is just one of my favorite things about fantasy football running back. So, yeah, <clears throat> Josh, I agree with you there. He is the Benjamin Button of football. Uh, I cannot believe he is only 27 years old, uh, but that's crazy. I mean, outside of Christian McCaffrey, I mean, hell, even with that TM last week, we saw Darren and Johnson start mixing in. So, when you get Joe Mixon, you get most of the running back touches, if not all of them each game, which is something you absolutely cannot say for hardly anyone else in the league. So good call. No, it's, it's true. And the Bengals are only going to get better. They don't have a, an amazing record this year. So there's not going to be a game at the end of the season where they start kind of resting him and taking off. They're going to need him the entire way throughout the fantasy football playoffs. And so, yeah, this is a good target because he's definitely going to be playing in meaningful games. Yeah, no, exactly that. I mean, this team was really trash to begin the season and, and Mixon was still out there putting up 12 points a game and 13 points a game. So just one of those guys that like, I feel like lost his name value a couple of years ago, maybe last year, really more so than anything. And it's just one of those people that like, it's not like oh, trying to trade for Saquon Barkley, for example, would be lovely. I would love to trade for Saquon Barkley, but people still have that high price tag associated with them. Joe Mixon. I, I think that price tag fell <laughs> off last year. So it's true. Okay. I'll go next. My player that I'm going to talk about is Deandre Hopkins. Ever heard of him? He plays for the Tennessee Titans. Look, he has not had a spectacular year. His quarterback situation has been in flux this entire time. He had a very, very big high bump in price a couple weeks ago when he scored three touchdowns in a game, and he was probably at an all-time high. Well, ever since then, the price has kind of started to slowly dive back down a little bit as he has not been able to replicate what he was able to do in that one week. Now, some people are labeling him as a boomer bust player. What I'm telling you is his target share is consistent. Will Levis knows where his bread is going to get buttered on this offense, and it is through DeAndre Hopkins. Will Levis is going to play the rest of the season out. they got to see what they have in this kid. And if Will Levis is to prove himself and try to get this starting job over Tannehill or Malik Willis, if he's still even on the team, we don't even know. Um, if he's going to try to get that job, he's going to have to use DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that acquiring him – you're going to at least get maybe a nice floor to end this season. His target share, like I said, hasn't really taken a hit. He's not exactly putting up huge numbers, but I think as we go on, he's going to be able to get back to the nice floor that you've been getting, and I think he'll be good for a championship run. And, yeah, I mean, the the four catches for three touchdowns uh, that first game, well, of this was, we, we knew that wasn't sustainable. We knew that wasn't going to happen every game, although we loved we would have loved to see it happen. But like like Billy said, they're not putting Tannehill back in this game. Uh, they're actually being competitive. They're not great, but they're at least putting up a competitive game here and there. Um, Will Levis has shown some flashes more so than Tannehill has this entire career. Uh, but yeah, it's really the consistency. Week one, Hopkins had a shit ton of targets. After that, it died down. He did okay. He did fine. He did fine. 
Will Levis came in, he got three touchdowns. You you keep you want a guy who has an opportunity to get three touchdowns. There's not a lot of f- football players out there like that. So just love to see it. Yeah, we know this team wants to run, but you hit it the nail on the head with the target share. He's he is the guy. He plus is down the him. plus down the stretch, they got to play Jacksonville. Uh, they got to play Colts, Dolphins, Panthers. It's not like they've got a gauntlet of a schedule uh, defensively, so Levis will have a chance to actually show some things. And, yeah, I think this is a good play. Yeah, good call on that one. Um, I'm going to follow you on the wide receiver train. I'm going to go with DJ Moore. Listen, guys, Justin Fields is absolutely fighting for his job now. That's the reason he chose not to go on IR. He probably should have, but he knows that this is his last shot. The Bears have a schedule set up for playing catch-up for most games. I mean, they have Detroit, Minnesota. Detroit, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta. Outside of Cleveland, I'm really not too worried about any of those matchups. So DJ Moore is going to get absolutely peppered with targets, and we should see close to what we saw earlier in the season with them. So go get him. Yeah, I mean, just since, so like obviously the Tyler Bajant story has been phenomenal, and we love just love to see a young quarterback or undrafted quarterback have a chance to play football. Uh, but DJ Moore, DJ Moore's numbers has struggled since he since he's been in there. Um, Fields loves him. Absolutely obvious. I think the five touchdowns in three games and then the, you know, 230 yard game that he put up against Washington is all but, you know, that. So uh, with Fields coming back and him wanting to keep his job, he's going to throw to DJ Moore. And honestly, I really don't see him throwing to anyone else, really. I mean, Komet gets a little bit involved. Mooney, honestly, if anyone has upgraded from Bajant playing, it's been Mooney. But DJ Moore to the moon when and if Fields is fully healthy again. No, I agree completely. I think by the time it's all said and done, he's he is going to finish the season probably as a top twelve wide receiver. Um, if Fields comes back and is even remotely healthy, so I think he's a good player to go after right now because yeah, you're you've got a good floor. I just hope people aren't too I don't know apprehensive I, to sell. I, I think, think a lot of people are panicking because they should have sold after that two hundred and thirty yard game, um, and I think everyone was like, "Oh shit, I really missed the boat there." And watching the Bears offense with Bajant, it's just like, I think a lot of people have given up on him. It literally is DeAndre Hopkins because that's the same thing. People think they should have sold after the three touchdown game. And now they're like, shit, I'm holding this on a bad team. Yeah, these are both good value uh, guys to buy right now. I feel like DJ Moore probably holds a little bit higher just because of what we know he can do. I mean, the thousand yards per season, the last every season he's ever done, except for the one that Joe bet against. Uh, It's just amazing. I mean, he he was right, but now he's now he's on the Bears and he's going for another thousand. yards. So uh, I I don't think you're going to get 49 points every game, obviously. But the fact that he can do it once again, is just just cool to see. I mean, there's not every not every wide receiver out there that you'd be trying to trade for can, can do that. Even, you know, some of these other wide receivers that are actually great, but uh, keeping it on the train, because that's my last guy uh, for at least for offense. Uh, this one, I think is going to be a little bit harder to get. I don't think that this is a easy buy anymore. It was uh, a week ago, but I would, if we would have done this week ago, I'd have told you go buy Devonte Smith. Uh, and this was pre Goddard injury, but um, without Goddard there, Devonte Smith's numbers have to go up uh, really ugly middle stretch of this season so far. Uh, seeing only five targets in a lot of games wasn't really doing a whole lot with them either. The last two games obviously got touchdowns, but even that seven for 99, three for 51 without that touchdown, that's not a good game. And I think you can convince, and this is pre chiefs game because I just have a feeling there's going to be a big game for Devontae Smith um, pre chiefs game 
this could be the buy. And if hopefully you bought him on the bye week, because that's when kind of people are like, oh, he hasn't been that great. Haven't seen him in a while, even with the two touchdowns. But um, this 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 is going to be a little bit harder, but he's wide receiver 25 right now. He's obviously very young. I would love to buy him in Dynasty anywhere I can, just because this is going to be a one-two for years to come. Uh, but yeah, to go buy Devontae Smith if you can. I don't know what you're going to have to pay. It's probably going to be a little bit more than anyone we've talked about so far. But I think at the same time, the boring last name might help you out. I swear to God, when people have, you know, cool ass last names, you're like, ah, man, I'm not trading Smith and, and Jigba. Like, I'll trade Devontae Smith. Like, Smith. Yeah, whatever. Boring, boring last name. Uh, but go get this guy. Maybe argue that he's too small to be a wide receiver. It's a dumb argument <laughs> because it's very true that he's a very great wide receiver. But I don't know, man. Pull your strings like you do when you're trading. You know, don't don't be a complete douchebag about it. But you know, you should be able to try to get Devonte Smith. Trading is definitely a selling and negotiation art. So, but that's it really is. There's several For books sure. out there you can read if you want to get better at it. I think people would be willing to give up Devonta Smith for the right price. So I think I think a, a Mike Evans, maybe something like that, you know, after having a pretty decent game last week, uh, I, I'm not trying to like put a name on it. I'm not trying to give you comps to who to trade. Obviously everyone's team's different, but um, there are running backs. Say you're flush on running backs, running backs, a hard position to come by. Save Javante Williams for Devonte Smith in a redraft league. I think that's, I think you can get that deal done right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. But don't okay. don't do that. You should keep Javante Williams. I, that's a whole other topic. You should keep Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Eh, um, I take Devonte over Mike Evans right now. Fireball bet to finish the. Yes, finish the, absolutely. Wow. Finish the season. Write it down. We will write that down. What a bizarre fireball bet. Okay, um, my last player is running back. He's currently on IR. His name is Kyron Williams for the Rams. Look, uh, people have probably either a forgotten he's on their team or b they're kind of like salivating for him to come back. Um, he's had multiple games of over 100 yards, his touchdowns, uh, he's had, uh, five or yeah, five total this year. Look, I think, um, Sean McVay really wants to commit to Kyron Williams, at least to finish out the season, just to kind of see what they have. Um, he should be available to come back after the bye, or at least if it's not after the bye, it's after the next game. So you're probably going to still have to hold him for a minute, but I think right now is the time to strike because he's on that bye week. You might have a manager that's kind of getting desperate for players because they seem to be just kind of dropping like flies. So this would be a good person to go after right now because that back-end value. Now, he does have a tough schedule down the stretch. I'm not going to try to hide from that because the defenses he plays the end of the season, Browns, Baltimore, uh, Seattle, like he plays some kind of tough run defenses. But I think with his pass-catching ability, it kind of neutralizes that rush problem. I think they – he's going to be able to give you good returns um, on a playoff run. I'm not going to lie to you. His, uh, his, his first game of the playoffs is phenomenal. His second game, not so great. Uh, but then playing the giants in the championship, Kyron Williams, if he's gets that full workload. Oh my God. Oof. Yeah. But playing no, the Saints sure. on semifinals is a little tough. Yeah. Eh, Saints can be beat pretty easily. That's fair. Especially with Puka and cup out there. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I've, I've Kyron Williams in the Kings classic and I've been starting Jaleel McLaughlin in his place because it's a very deep league and exactly. I can't wait to get Kyron Williams back. Very excited about that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm super excited about getting Kyron back. It does say uh, on sleeper at the current moment that this is, you know, recording a few days, a little bit before the, the week comes in, but it says that he's expected back week 12. So it might not be back week 11 just yet, but, um, that's even he's better on, for you. For a buy. Oh, are they on a buy this week? I thought they were a buy last week. Yeah. 
Aren't they on a buy this week? No, they were on a buy. Oh, they were on a buy last week. Last week. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're coming this back in Seattle. Week. Yeah. Gotcha. So he's going to probably miss one extra game, basically. But they did open up the window. He is going to come back. So might not have to pay much if somebody is in a, in a buy situation right now. So, all right, Joe, finish us off with offense. What are you, what are you thinking here? Um, I'm thinking Isaiah Pacheco gets bottom 15 rush defenses the rest of the way outside of this week versus Philly. But he also plays 70% of the snaps, and the weather is about to get colder, so it's all smiles over here. We are also seeing him get used through the air, which is something we really didn't see last year. So I love me some Pacheco right now. And after having kind of a down game against Miami and then going to the bye week, I think people are probably not as high on them as they should be. Yeah, honestly, the touches for Pacheco. I did running backs this week for the for the weekly pod. And honestly, just the touches for Pacheco is just amazing. And yes, CEH randomly gets four or five touches. And then McKinnon obviously is involved in the pass game. But Pacheco, like you said, got involved in the pass game this year. Uh, it's not super consistent at the moment, but those 16 plus touches a game is just amazing for me. So uh, he runs like a Dragon Ball Z guy, and it's about to be real violent and real cold. I mean, I think, Josh, it's going to be like 40 degrees when you're at that game on Monday. So I think it might be raining, too. It might actually yeah. be a really good run game. I saw 36 degrees in the Jets game um, is what they're calling for. So I'm ready for these running backs to really start reminding us why we draft them. So Yep. Pacheco right. runs like he hates the ground, and that is the best way to play if you're a running back. And he plays Ground like a big lava. running back for as little as he is. He he would think that he'd be more like a, a, a quick, like shifty, swift back, but he really runs like he's Derrick Henry out there, and I love everything about that. Um, sure. Getting into a little bit of defense, because we are on a defensive channel like we've always been, but just in general, uh, let's talk about a little bit of defense, because those listeners out there that haven't ever heard us before – we do love IDP, and I just want to let everybody know that. So let's get into it. Uh, shocker! I'm going to go with an Eagles player. Uh, love, I love this. Per- I love this as a trade target. I think you can, although doing a little bit better, you can convince somebody to trade you Hassan Reddick. Um, personally, obviously had a really shitty start to the year: zero sacks, one tackle in three games, and then came back with some pretty strong performances. But it's not the blowout performances we were seeing last year. He was like defensive end number like six last year for most of the year. And now he's like in the twenties. So just one of those guys that, you know, is always going to be, you can maybe argue that he's in a rotation sweats out there. He splits with Graham. He doesn't get all the, all the snaps. Those snap numbers are actually going up. So you don't, don't maybe not use that, but I, I feel like at the same time, Hassan Reddick as the, as the winter gets cold or as the, the weather gets cold, Reddit comes in and hits people hard and those balls flop around. So those forced fumbles are coming um, at the moment. They have the strip sacks have been to a minimum, but I think they are coming. So one of those things that I just love me some Hassan Reddick and love to see him have a good year. Billy, I need a, uh, I need a t-shirt that says when the weather gets cold, the balls flop around. That's <laughs> okay. Don't we'll, say that. Uh, Nate will actually make it. He'll be like, he'll like have it ready to I, go by the time we release this podcast. Don't even know if I want to see the design for that shirt. Um, okay. <laughs> My uh, defensive target is Brian branch from the Detroit lions. Um, ever, after he got hurt, um, his numbers have not quite bounced back yet, but just listen to this stretch to end the season. He plays Chicago twice, plays Green Bay. He plays New Orleans, which might have Carr or Jameis Winston. He plays Denver. Like, these are all defenses that you're going to want a safety slash cornerback to uh, be in. So 
in my opinion, if you have a manager out there now in dynasty, this trade is going to be pretty tough pull off. I feel like a lot of people are really invested in Brian branch, but if you're in a season long league uh, IDP, Brian branch should be a, a very acquirable person right now. And I think somebody who's just looking at the numbers and being like, wow, he's really not the same guy he was at the beginning of the season. I think as the weeks go on, he's only going to get better. And then like I just mentioned that, you know, easy gauntlet he has there. Um, he's going to give you a good return, I think, to end the season. I think he could be bought by a dying or a bad dynasty team right now. You know, you'd have to give him an asset that somebody would be able to be used, like let's say a Petrie or, um, you know, Cisco, maybe not Cisco, but he's had a lot of picks. But I'm just trying to think of like a young safety, like a, a year two sophomore safety. Like I, I'm brisker. Sure. Dude, flips brisker. are on bland for Brian Branch right now. Yeah, oh. that would be a good flip. Yeah, but great. there's no tackles for Bland. It's hard to it's hard to really argue that that's going to be. Someone will look at it. But somebody mean, will look. I'm at in points. so many leagues where people are starting Bland for no reason. Like, yeah, oh, okay. if he gets the pick six, you're golden. But. You're right, but honestly, Branch starting out the his career with a pick six is amazing. And then yeah, him and Tracy Walker and uh, Kirby Joseph are all kind of splitting carries right now, but they're all getting like a three-fourths workload and branch is going to be involved in these and especially uh i think it's dallas in the championship for you know mm -hmm. fancy football that would be at least week 17 that is the, the game to play him in. that game is going to be a phenomenal game and branch is going to be all over that field and you know just just saying i i completely agree with this billy i love how violently brian branch plays uh it's kind of like the pacheco mm -hmm. of dbs so yes absolutely. he's the first person that's reminded me of brian dawkins in a long time i really yeah. like it really like to see it the Weapon X, man. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with the bigger name here. It's Josh Allen. Uh, he had two massive games where he had three sacks in each one. But if you look at his game log, it's kind of big game, little game, little game, big game, little game, big game, little game, little game. I think you can acquire him for relatively cheap. I mean, he's got the name value. But he could be on a different team next year if Jacksonville decides to move on from him. And at the end of this season right here, he is a – whole group of very sackable quarterbacks so i think we see josh allen finish the season pretty strong yeah and your argument here is just that josh allen is the consistency is not there why would you want someone out there getting you four points when you could have someone who's getting you 12 points you know a game and there are plenty of defensive lines probably defensive ends that are on your team right now that are getting you nine points and you're like yeah this is cool but i want that three sack game and yeah josh allen he plays like a linebacker. He does not look like a defensive end. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that's Josh Allen, right? And I've seen him for four years now. It's not even like I'm like, it's it's a shock to me every time I see him, how little he is, or I mean, how little he appears, I should say, for a defensive end. Uh, but yeah, no, Josh Allen is going to have, this This defense is phenomenal. And that's honestly one of the reasons he's not getting those big numbers. He's right there. He just didn't get the sack that time. So pretty much. I mean, it, it reminds me like the, Oh, sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say, yeah, he, he pretty much is like always around getting the big play and big sack of the game. But like, yeah, I think as we go on, he's going to be more consistent. Yeah, he's like the Deshaun Jackson of uh, IDP right now. And I remember back in the day, you could always trade for Deshaun Jackson at the end of the year. It was people were tired of the 30 points to four point ratio. Oh, yeah. hundred um, percent. Sure. Before we get out of here, anyone want to touch on any other little hot just person person you were thinking about talking about? We don't have to like go into full detail. Just a couple other extra. All right, I'll do it. I'll trade for Amari Cooper. I, I almost did. I almost did. I, we did. We chose two. Um, I'm not even going to go into the whole thing. You know who Amari Cooper is. You see Deshaun Watson back. Um, 
he's been consistent the entire time that he's been around. Uh, Deshaun Watson loves him as his number one target. So just think about it. Not going to do yeah. a whole segment on him, but you, you don't oh, need it for Mark Cooper. I was kind of kicking around uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh, yeah. He's Pickett's guy 100%, and he was hurt, came back, had a bad game, had a great game, had a bad game. So Straight I, took over for Pickens, too, which is super sad. Yes. Crazy. My other one I was kicking around was James Conner. He's like uh, Michael Myers. He just keeps coming back every time you're like, he's dead, it's over. And, yeah, he just keeps coming back. And last oh. year, if you were, if you acquired him at the trade deadline last year, he showed out in the playoffs and got you probably the dub. So this year with Kyler coming back, this offense getting back up and running, it might be time to to pull you know Michael Myers back onto your team and take him, ride him again to another championship. Yeah, and I was looking at uh, Kyler's contract, and I don't think they're going to be able to trade him, man. So I think – you're going to see a very competitive team through the end of the year. The tank's not going to happen. We don't have the I'd ride him button up yet. Up yet. We really got to get I'd that. I was ready to fucking I'll play give you it. another one. <laughs> I'd ride him. Um, but yeah, no, just, just keep following along. Uh, if this is your first time here, uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. This is our, our new uh, set and we are happy to be here and we will continue to do basically exactly what we just did, except we do a lot of other different stuff too. So, Come check us out. And I do want to apologize. This this outro is a little bit aggressive, but I love it. So turn your music down. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Like hit the volume just, a, just, a couple just, times. There's a little bit of bass, bass I need to figure out a bit. So for sure. We'll <laughs> Joe, see you. Get us out of here.